Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships, and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddard. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddard. Welcome to the Tim Stodds Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest today is the one and only Brendan Hufford. Brendan really came in clutch at the last minute. He saved my ass. I had a guest who bailed on me. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say that. I had a guest who unfortunately couldn't record the episode last minute, and I reached out to Twitter. I was like, hey, who wants to come on the show? And Brendan was kind enough to volunteer his time and and to jump on the show. And I got to say, I'm so glad that this happened because this was one of the most honest and heartfelt and just straight up good, real conversations that I've ever had on this podcast. So a little bit about Brendan. Brendan came in to teach a workshop that I was presenting on Copyblogger. And I have since been friends with Brendan online and he is an SEO expert. He has a personal brand and he runs his own program to help people better understand SEO. And obviously I love SEO. It's how I've built most of my online companies. And, and so his program, SEO for the rest of us, is just uh, really excellent. And it's, it's a great introduction for people that you know, get kind of confused with all the super tech lingo that SEOs bring into the world. And I expected this conversation to just be pretty entrepreneurial, talk about some of the marketing tactics that he's used to build his company. I expected to talk about some of the work that he's been doing on YouTube because I know he's been uh, investing his lot of time into that platform. And eventually the conversation just took a turn. And we started talking a little bit more about life and about some of the struggles that we all go through when when we have big dreams and we commit to projects and we we start feeling insecurities and start getting doubts. And and Brendan was just so real about that. And uh, and we went into depth on we went in depth on what we both do to stay out of our heads so that we can just stay focused on the work and keep going to find success and build wealth in our lives. I really mean it. This was one of the best conversations I've ever had on the show. Anybody that listens to this will be glad that they did. You will be glad to have get to know Brendan because he's just an awesome guy and he's got so much to so much to give to the world. So let's get right into it. Please help me welcome my friend, Brendan Hufford. What's up, Brendan? Welcome to the show. Tim, thanks for having me on, man. It's been great. Yeah, you are saving my ass with this episode. I, uh, <laughs> I, I uh, had a guest all lined up and uh, life happens and this person had to pull out unexpectedly. It wasn't like a, a, a bail by any means, but nonetheless, I went on Twitter. I'm like, hey, somebody help me. I got two days to come up with a guest and, and you shot me a, a DM. And so, and so here we are, man. Thank you so much for saving my ass. Dude, are you kidding me? Like, this is, I've been looking forward to this. Like we get to talk for an hour and it's a thing that helps you. Like I would just talk to you for an hour, you know, like this is, this is awesome. So I, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. For sure. Um, great. Well, a little bit of context, you and I met each other because you participated in the SEO masterclass that we hosted on copy blogger. Um, by the way, just so you know, we got a ton of really great reviews for that and everybody really, really loved your presentation. So, so thank you so much for being a part of that. But, uh, 
I, we've had like just some interaction on Twitter because like all my friends these days seem to be people that like I, I met on Twitter, you know? And yeah. And other than that, like, I don't know a whole lot about your story. I mean, I keep up with what you write on your website. Um, I know a lot about like your philosophy with SEO, but outside of how you got involved with online marketing, like I don't know anything that you did with your life before uh, you jumped into the SEO world. So just give me and the people listening a, a little bit of context. Like how did you even get started in this field? Yeah, it was very much. So one of the best compliments, it was very much on accident. It was very much uh, just a serendipitous thing. Uh, one of the best compliments I've ever received was somebody told me that a mutual friend of ours described to them that they should follow me for SEO advice because Brendan is one of the few people that has learned SEO by brute force. Uh, and I was like, that is that put it on my tombstone, new Twitter bio done. Nice. That's the best. Yeah, nice. Um, cause I, I went to school to be a teacher because we let 18 year olds take on a bunch of debt and decide what they want to do with their lives. Like it's not a lot I would trust an 18 year old with, uh, but apparently we're allowed to do that. So I went to school to be a teacher. Uh, I literally remember sitting so vividly in the Ithaca College cafeteria. I'd got there, gotten there early from like freshman year. You could get there a couple weeks early or days early if you were whatever weird like I was, am. Uh, and I sat down with this giant blue book. It's like a phone book. It was just, I, and I looked through all the courses and I was like, what do I want to be? And it was like, all right, I guess I like school. So we'll do school for the rest of my life. And I did that. I went to college for it. I climbed the ladder. I became an assistant principal. Uh, I was rewarded with an extra 25 pounds around my midsection, a really bad relationship with alcohol, like Sunday night panic attacks, the works. Uh, and I kind of made a decision to step back and take a position as a teacher again. I taught again for two years because on the side this whole time, I was like building a little business. I built a, a website around reviewing jujitsu gis. Uh, I ended up building my own brand, figuring out imports and exports and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, sold both of them in 2016. And uh, one of my friends, Jason Zook, was just like, hey, why don't you work at an agency? And I was like, what? I had, gen honestly, Tim, I had never thought of working. Like I loved marketing. It was what made my jujitsu company do well because I was the only person that cared more about marketing than jujitsu. Um, and I, I was like, well, I've never considered working in an agency. I thought the path for me, because I came up in the online marketing world, uh, was you have to like hate your job and then quit your job and do your own thing. So every year it led to this like horrible cycle every year at the end of the school year. I'm like, that was my last year. I'm getting it going over the summer. And then next school year, I'm not working again. And then every year I'd have to like eat it and go back to teaching. And it sucked. It crushed me. And then, yeah, I was like, why don't I just go work at an agency and including building still tons of things on the side. Cause I can't help myself. Uh, I've been working at an agency for like the last three or four years, two different agencies actually. This is why every single time I make it a point to start with a little bit of backstory because I think it's a flaw as people, as humans, that we make assumptions about each other just by how you sound and, and what you look like and not even get into that conversation, just the, the, first, uh, the first impression. And when you give people even just a couple of minutes to talk about some of the things that they're passionate about and like some of their ideas and 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 
and some of the trials and tribulations in, in life, I've just always found that there's so much more to relate to people than there is to disagree with people. I mean, you want to talk about education, brother. I got into an hour long debate last night with my father about higher education and how angry it makes me um, and just how the system is so, let's call it like rigged to put 18 year old impressionable kids into like life altering debt without an actual plan on what they're going to do when they get out of it, you know? And, uh, and that's something that I don't really get into that much online because like nobody wants to argue with me about that shit. Uh, but, but outside of that, there's always a cool like jumping off point. And to hear you say that you built, I'm assuming it was like an affiliate brand basically, or like a reseller brand with jujitsu geese. And like, I never would have pegged you to be into, into grappling. Like, were you a grappler yourself or did you just like the, the industry of the equipment or like, how did you even- No, I, yeah, I, so I'll answer your first question. Uh, I had a, I was into jujitsu. I'll tell you the backstory in a second. I was into jujitsu cause it's crazy. And I was answering on all these forms. People like, when I come to Chicago, where do I train? And there's like 30 gyms and academies in Chicago. So I'm yeah, like, where Chicago's are you staying? a big, big grappling city. Yeah. Answering all these questions in forums on the, uh, shout out if anybody remembers like the share dog forums, uh, early like MMA forums. Yeah. Uh, and I loved it. But I would answer all the jujitsu questions and I started a website called bjjinchicago.com. And I was just, I was doing gym tour, like vlogs before vlogging was a thing. This must have been, this is in like 2010, uh, doing gym tours and gym reviews and covering tournaments. And I had a sketch. It was cool. And one day this guy was just like, Hey, if I send you some shorts, will you write about it? And I was like, yes yeah. <laughs> of course uh-huh. and i was he sent them to me and i wrote about him and he's like i'm gonna send you more stuff and i was like all right that's a thing this is before we any like influencer marketing was not a phrase that we used like he was just sending me stuff and i was writing about it and then i heard a podcast with a guy who reviewed cameras for a living he like made a full-time living reviewing cameras and i was just like why don't i just review i was already writing reviews why don't i just write reviews about jujitsu geese they're like two hundred dollars they're expensive. People want to know they're getting the right thing. So I started that. I started gereviews.net because they didn't have the .com, whatever. Um, and I ran with that. And then I realized people were, <laughs> these companies were spending about 50 bucks on the gee to mail to me. And then I was making them like 10 grand promoting it. And I was like, maybe I should just make my own brand. So I figured out, like I went on Alibaba and figured out how to vet people on there. I immediately lost $2,000 uh, because I ordered a bunch of geese and the colors bled everywhere and I couldn't sell them, which is a lot when you're a teacher. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of kept building, but no, it wasn't, uh, there was no drop shipping. It was not part, like it was my brand. Like I was literally ordering the stuff from Pakistan and from China and it was awesome. Um, I realized you know, pretty quickly that it would never become the thing, the big thing I wanted it to be, which is why I decided to sell them. I sold the review website to one place, to one guy, the brand to another. Um, And it was awesome. And the whole reason I got into it, I kid you not, Tim, I got into jujitsu and mixed martial arts because I was on LimeWire in college, which dates me, right? I was on LimeWire in college 
and I was trying to, we were probably like high or something, trying to download episodes of Family Guy. And I downloaded an episode of Family Guy, but it wasn't Family Guy. It was Ken Shamrock fighting Tito Ortiz in the UFC. And we sat there, probably 20 of us, like, what is this mm-hmm. and it was amazing and there it was just I, we'd never seen anything like it and it wasn't it wasn't the early ufcs it wasn't so raw there was like production and they looked cool and the, both those guys are freaking huge and it was just like what is going on and then you know i found out we had a club an mma club at ithaca college ended up producing a couple of ufc fighters matt hamill tamden mccrory came out of there it was crazy um but we were just getting in there with like four ounce gloves in the wrestling room at Ithaca college and punching each other. And like, it didn't make any sense. Um, and that was like my introduction to jujitsu of like, Oh, I don't like getting hit in the face when I'm on, cause I was training with wrestlers and I didn't know how to wrestle. No. I don't like getting hit in the face. I don't, I make personal preference. Um, so I had to learn some jujitsu to not be get you know, not get hit in the face so much. And it kind of just never went away. It was just became the business, you know, uh, bad news is, start a business around your passion. Like sometimes you ruin your passion and it very much did do that. I miss jujitsu. Now I'm excited to go train again when we can be around people like that. Um, but yeah, that's like the whole journey end to end. That's amazing. My story is very similar. My father was a a Philadelphia select wrestler when he was growing up and Pennsylvania in general is like a wrestling state. Yes. Those those kids don't mess around. They're bred to wrestle from a young age. And so um, I wrestled and I wasn't nearly as good as my dad. I was a little bit longer, um, mm-hmm. which can be an advantage and a disadvantage in wrestling. But like, I didn't rest, start wrestling until I was older. And by then, you know, I'm just getting demolished by kids that have been wrestling since they're five years old, you know? And I remember, uh, I remember seeing a video with uh, Dean Thomas versus BJ Penn. Yes. And it was the first time I ever put it in my head where I was like, wait a minute. So next time I wrestle my pop, if he's got me like pinned down on my back, I can say like, I don't lose because we're not playing by those wrestling rules anymore. You know, like, this is a whole new thing. And uh, it was like just a cheat for me where I said, this is different. This isn't, and I have a huge admiration for wrestling, by the way. I, I think it's like a beautiful science. And I think jujitsu is a beautiful science too. But just hearing what I'm getting at, and this always comes up on my show. And this is a big part of like my message. And people hear me say it on the podcast a lot because it's so true. No matter what you're into, right? No matter what it is, it could be jujitsu, it could be geese. You and I were talking about comic books before we started recording. It could be comic books, right? Like no matter what you're into there's a way to build a tribe around that shit online. And there's a way to make money, build a business and create something cool around something that you're passionate about. And hearing that backstory of yours, it sounds like that's exactly what you did. Yeah. It's how it, it's how it worked out. And what was cool is understanding, like, you know, eventually I realized doing a lot of things like dining at the buffet of online business yeah like you get to taste like i tasted podcasting i made an online course i sold physical products i did affiliate marketing and blogging and seo and eventually i I kind of tasted enough that i could pick my lane because i'm a big believer in things are a lot more fun when you're good at them Mm -hmm. right like 
to use the wrestling example, like it's not fun being casually mediocre at wrestling. It's like, terrible. Just, I was casually mediocre and it was like the worst four year experience of my life. I look back at right. it with like real great admiration, but there was not a single day that I like enjoyed it, <laughs> you know, cause being mediocre sucks. Yeah. And like you look, everybody's goes through that phase, but sure. I do think like eventually choosing the lane. And for me, that was SEO. Uh, all of this informed that, right? All of the e-com and all of the different, like I was in like early days of Shopify when it barely even worked right. I ended up going from Shopify back to big cartel just because it was actually better at that point. Um, like all this different experience has been wonderful. Like I got really into streetwear and design and learned how to work with designers because I can't design for crap, but I, I know I have good enough taste that I can like napkin draw something and hand it to somebody with the respect for their craft. Mm-hmm. Um, like all these cool things happen that are now a part of my business and my career and whatever else um, all came from that. And I want to encourage people like, even like, even if the thing you try and are passionate about now, like if that changes or it doesn't work for you and your situation or whatever um, market constraints, all of these different things happen. Like if it doesn't end up working out, like it, you don't lose that. It all informs the next thing. Right. Like I'm able to talk to you today because I spent 10 years looking at 14 year olds that didn't want to hear what I had to say. And I learned to be just out of survival. Like I learned to be the show. Right. And how I speak and how I carry myself very much came out of working in Gary, Indiana, on the south side of Chicago, like not easy schools to teach in, but in like beautiful communities that taught me that I could be outgoing and like all of these different things that I might not have been otherwise. Like it all informs this stuff. I love hearing about that. It's, it's, a, it's amazing to think of the things that you're learning today or that you're going through today and may obviously not having the insight because none of us can look into the future, but I try to remind myself that this thing I'm going through right now or this thing that I'm learning right now is probably like an investment into my future self, right? You're, you're learning these skills where you never know where they're, they're going to be applicable. I mean, my, my first ever, um, exposure to online marketing was I had a mentor that bought me a subscription to a magazine called success magazine. And this was 10 years ago. This is when I was, it was like the first two months of me getting sober, right? Cause everybody listens, knows about my journey with that stuff. And mm-hmm. in that magazine, this was back when CDs like actually used to be a thing, which is hysterical that that was only 10 years ago. And every issue of Success, Success Magazine used to have a CD in it with an interview. And in one of those interviews is where I was first introduced to Seth Godin. He was the guy that was on there. Uh, he was like the interviewee. And my whole life I had been a writer. And I was always the weird kid, just like writing poems and stuff like that in math class. and teachers would take my notebooks and like it would break my heart you know because I spent all this time working on a poem but I was always too embarrassed to like show the stuff that I had come up with to other people and didn't realize all that time that I was building these like skills that would come through because on that CD I'll never forget I can't remember what the interview was about but it said they asked Seth Godin, what's the one thing that you can do? This is when Purple Cow was really like his, his big thing, right? With the idea of Iris. And 
He said, start a blog, don't tell anybody about it and write it in every day. And I didn't even know that there was such a thing as SEO. I didn't even know that there was such a thing as content marketing, right? I was just on this path of honing this skill set that has basically brought me to where I am. So I know that was a bit meandering and, and just this, this conversation in general has been like really a breath of fresh air for me because it's always a good reminder for me that there's no such thing as like wasted learning, you know, like it may feel like, Oh, I just spent all this time doing all this shit. And like, it didn't turn out to nothing. And I'm not saying that that was your experience. I'm just saying that I've heard that a lot through people that email me, you know, and there's always, always an opportunity, even in your failures to take the things that you've learned and use it, like I said, as an investment into your future self. And and it sounds like that's that's what you did, and it's it's brought you to now with your own brand and your 100 Days of SEO course. Um, um, it's brilliant, man. I love it. It's a great story. Yeah, and I want to. So I have a couple shelves. Um, people on the podcast can't see, but I have a couple shelves of like books next to me, and the the one that is at eye level right next to me is books that I have read that have impacted me significantly that I want to be visually reminded of over and over. And one of those books is Body of Work by Pam Slim. You don't have to read it. I'll give you the summary right now. It's just, it's all about like everything is a part of, it's exactly what we were already talking about. Everything is a part of this journey. Everything overlaps. That that watch the YouTube video. I want to see it. So Body of Work by Pam Slim like just the image of like all of the, like you just imagine like the uh, beautiful mind, like like yarn and wires, like connecting between different things. And like, there's so much stuff in here that I have highlighted that I was just like, that's crazy. Um, even like at the beginning, she talks about like decades of watching her dad work and realizing that he wasn't just like building a career. He was putting together these skills and like building this machine in himself that like, could do all of these different things, right? I know that no matter what happens environmentally, no matter what happens culturally, whatever, like I'm going to be okay. Um, I have the skill set to adapt. I have the skill set to learn all of these different things. Uh, and I, I hope that is like a point of encouragement because well, first of all, let me ask you a question. Is there another episode of your podcast if people want to hear your like story about getting sober and all of these other things. Like, is there an episode of the, your podcast that they should absolutely listen to? Not on this podcast. Um, you know, when I started timstods.com, I did it because I felt like all of my online work, I was like the sober kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like I created this brand because I had so much to share about just creating media and creating content and sharing your ideas. And like, I don't know, life or the universe or whatever, wouldn't let me like kind of separate the two, you know? And so in a weird way, my recovery and my story has been almost an added benefit to my experience of creating brands because it's always been like the authentic, I shouldn't say authentic, I, I don't really like that word, but it's always been like the honest representation of me putting my ideas out there. But I will say, um, Sober Nation, my website, has its own podcast, and I just recently recorded an episode. Um, Jonathan is the host of that, of that podcast, Jonathan Sylvester, and he actually interviewed me, um, and I went into a lot more depth with that story. So I'll, 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 link, I'll link that up in the show notes here. 
Cool. That's that was going to be my follow up question is, can I interview you for this podcast about that? But if it's already out, let's have him listen to that. Yeah, but you can still that, ask me some questions, man. I'm always happy to talk about it. <laughs> oh, good. Um, maybe we'll make it a, a separate episode. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think. Yeah, I especially that whole journey in building the site, and I I was checking it out the other day. This is going to go real sideways. I was checking it out the other day. Like I've had a really un. I where do I start? my brain is very wired for like, if one is good, then like 10 is, 10 is better. Right. That is true of like books. That is true of pieces of pizza. That is true of alcohol. That is true of like everything in my life. Like I was like the excess guy, like no matter what it was, I'm all in a hundred percent. And it's, it's been great for like business and career, not so great with other things. Um, and I haven't drank in a long time because it's easier for me to just not do it at all. Sure. The problem is that I just then transitioned to other, like I, it didn't actually solve anything. I just wasn't drunk and hung over as much at all, you know, but I still hadn't, I hadn't like actually dealt with any of the things that you have to deal with. Like, why was I doing all of that? Why was I doing that? It just transitioned to like food and other stuff. Yeah. It was all still there. I still had to be like, live in that and be who I was and frankly like who I am like I was even checking out this is so weird to talk about I guess I was checking out your website the other day because I've been trying to figure out like how to whether I need to rewire my brain or something around just like getting a handle on like the food like the, what I put in my mouth and like how my re- really unhealthy relationship with food and like massive weight fluctuations and really weird relationships with like fitness and everything and coping all over the place with each of those pieces. I was looking at your website and I'm like, I wonder if going through like respecting the process that people use in sobriety and recovery, like, is that the same process for this? You know, I've heard like Russell Brand talk about it in the past and I was like, I, maybe that would be helpful to understand that process, you know? So it's funny. Yeah. I was actually checking out the site the other day. Cause I'm like, well, I know Tim has a bunch of stuff on this. I did a blog post recently about um, a, a recent fitness journey I've been on because I, I always I always use the word obsession, and to me the best definition of obsession is a thought that overpowers all other thoughts, and um, that is like the thing that I'm I'm constantly mindful of. And so I, I, I in a, in a blog post, if you go to timstads.com/blog, I, I think it's the, it's this second most recent post, you'll see it in the first page there. Uh, I talked about the diet regimen that I had to be on to really gain this muscle mass that I had to do. I, I had back surgery last year. I think last time we talked, I, I probably mentioned it. And so I can't run. And I was, I mean, you want to talk about the thing that I used to not deal with that? It was definitely running. It was like the escape I had and the thing that I could use to cope. And I can't do that anymore. And so the point I'm getting at is I documented everything except for my food because as soon as I started doing the things like tracking macros and like counting calories and stuff like that, like, man, I, I it would be all I thought about. So same. what the reason why I've, why I'm so passionate about talking about this is because it's funny. I'm actually writing my first book and 
I've been working on it really hard and kind of secretly. I don't even want to tell anybody about it because then I'm like held accountable, <laughs> you know, to fucking finish it. Too late. And uh, <laughs> the point of this book is kind of just that constant battle with like those little monsters in your head that are always looking for something to, to like some form of self-destruction, right? And so I use entrepreneurship and I use content and I use sharing my ideas with the world as like this form of service, right? And this form of service is a way for me to not think about myself because anytime I'm, I'm in one of those things, whether it's, you know, doing dope or snorting Coke or, or food or just working insane amounts, you know, it's because I'm thinking about myself and that's all I can think about is myself. And so like when I start thinking about other people and the way that I can help other people, it's just a win-win all around because I do better because I feel better. I do better because I'm like using that, um, that wavelength to create great work, which is in turn helping me like financially and helping me in my brand. And then like other people get help because they hear what I say and they say like, Oh wow. I thought I was the only one that felt that way. Like I feel like that too. And so then it's, it's the only thing I've ever discovered in my life where like, everybody wins. And so I really, really try to build my life around the idea of just service. And it sounds very simple. And, you know, sometimes people roll their eyes at me, like I'm trying to be like angelic and I'm not because there's like a bit of a selfish thing involved there. It's like, I'm doing it for you, but I'm also doing it for me. And uh, so like, so the roundabout way that that's connected is entrepreneurship for me has been much more than just building businesses. It's been like this way that I can channel all of this extra angst and energy and like destructive behavior into some kind of positive service to the world. You think that's common? For sure. I think it's way more common than people think. Everybody has something. Like everybody has something. It just manifests in different ways. It's like, it's like part of being a human. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's common amongst everybody. I think it's also really common amongst people who feel some sort of drive to like build businesses or have like really high level careers or whatever, wherever they're putting that energy. Um, I didn't start noticing it and thinking about it until, uh, I learned like Dan Martell's story. Do you know who Dan Martell is? No, I never heard of him. Oh, it's a, he's super interesting. He created a uh, clarity, FM and a couple other companies and sold them in the like software and SaaS space. He's like the guy. Um, Never, great. I'll check him out. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. But he was like in jail, like had a, had just a really rough time, and then business was kind of like what helped him focus. Um, and I feel like that's really interesting. And I just the more I think about it, the more I hear about it. I think a lot of people, you know business and entrepreneurship very much is coping with things, right? Mm -hmm. It's either, it's something, it might be healthy. It might be unhealthy. I'm not judging, but I it's do think balance. like it is. Yeah. It's a, in a, in a coping mechanism for sure. Uh, I, cause I was talking to my buddy, uh, Ken Wallace, who runs a website called mastermindjam.com. And we were talking about like, uh, a company that was said their people on their team can't have any side projects. And I was just like, I wonder, I asked him, I said, what would you do if you couldn't have side projects, but they would pay you more? Would you stay? 
he was like, no, I'd probably want to get out faster. Yeah. And I felt the same way. Like if they're like, look, we'll, how much money are you making from your side projects? We'll just pay you that. And you only focus on this. I would be like, I got to get out of here as soon as I, I start building side projects without my name and face on it, because I got to get out. Like I just, that feeling like I will, it, it, as long as I have a career and work for somebody else, I will forever have my own thing. I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine it. Now, am I in a place where I'm like stoked to quit my job? Like, so for the, just to be transparent, like the last couple of years, I've made as much outside of my job as I've made in my job. So it's like 50, 50, yeah, wow. which is supposed to be that magical time when people are like, should I quit now? And I just haven't, like, I've liked where I worked and grown like it pushed me and I grew and I got access to people and experiences and like I get to work on the SEO right now for all state you don't get to work on the SEO for you know top two insurance company uh just by yourself so I get that experience now it affords me a lot of like really interesting experiences and learnings uh, and a chance to work with great marketers on my team but I I don't know I don't know what the path forward is I, I found for me that at least right now and so far, like the mix of career plus like side businesses and all of that sort of thing works really, really well. I think it, I, I always recommend to people, I think this idea of like, I was born an entrepreneur is kind of fucking ridiculous. I call it like the Gary V effect. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, stop watching TikTok. That's not what life is. Like if you need a job, yeah and you can work on something on the side, then do that because like, don't starve, you know? Uh, and there's so much shame. You feel like just shame around it, right? You're like, I have yeah. to get a job. And it's like, don't shame, you know, very Brene Brown of me, but like, don't shame yourself. Like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. You get to do both. Like, and it's just a season. So whatever, I don't know. Yeah, and all work is noble. I mean, all work is noble. You should mm. ever feel like there's something wrong with adding value to the world. Nonetheless, um, I'm glad that we went here because it's kind of a perfect transition because I've, I've noticed that about you. Like we talk on Twitter pretty often and like you're a real recognized person in this space. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of people that know SEO, but there's not that many people that like practice it because... What am I trying to say? Like copying and pasting blog articles is SEO, right? But like taking a project and actively tracking it and measuring it to, to hit a desired upon outcome, right? Like that's the practice of SEO. And so I've always like wondered about your brand and about 100 days of SEO. And I mean, I saw when you did that launch and you got so many signups for the free signup, like I wouldn't be able to get that many people on my own. Um, and so like, one, let, let me just, let me back up a little bit because I know when we talked, you have a very specific mindset towards it. And I know that you were very influenced by Rand, Rand Fishkin and, and some of his ideas. So I'd love for you to touch on that. But, but outside of that, like, I guess I want to know what your your vision is for it because i do think that you have this niche right you call it don't quote me i'm pretty sure i got it right but like seo for the regular guy right like seo for regular people something along those lines seo so, for the rest of us yeah 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 yeah. seo for the okay there it is so like two-part question tell us a little bit about your methodology and and why you believe that the way that you do it is you know quote the right way 
And two, like, tell me about what your, your vision is and like the people that you want to ultimately serve long-term. Yeah. So I feel that the, I wonder like sometimes do I like SEO? Cause like, does it work because I'm, I believe it does or do I believe that? Cause it actually works. It's just like a real circular logic. Right. And I, I like try to like think about those kind of things of like, is this actually right? And I've had some conversations with some really great marketers and especially my experiences in my career, like working with huge companies that are multi-billion dollar companies. And they're like, we've never done SEO before. And I'm like, how, how could that possibly be? And then you're like, it's not, it doesn't matter. Like SEO doesn't matter. Not really. It's a great channel to like get people to find your thing. Cause it's one of the few where you're not like interrupting them. They're actually looking for it. They want it. They already said, I would like this thing. And you're like, Hey, I have that come over here. Um, like that's great. Right. Uh, but I think that's why I like it a lot. I also love writing. Google primarily is, yeah, indexes, uh, words. I love YouTube as well. Like one of my favorite things right now, honestly, is editing video. I'm very bad at it, but it's super fun. Um, And I don't know. I just, there's something uh, attractive to me around like meeting people where they're at, like diving into people's heads. Very like, I take like a very copywriting approach of like, let's figure out the psychology. They're Googling this thing what do they actually want? Yeah. Like if I'm Googling it, what do I really want to find here so that when I find it, like when you find my version of what I think you want based on my research, you're like, oh my gosh, this is speaking into my soul. And it's just a blog post. It's just a, it's an article. It's whatever. It's a video on YouTube. But when you see it, you're like, oh yes. Like, yes. Like you, you just, people are not, anyways, my point is, I'm all about like the framework that I've come up with and the way I think about SEO right now is I call it the I am SEO framework, Um, intent, asset, and medium. And it works for every search engine. It works for Quora, for Pinterest, for YouTube, for Google, for Amazon, everything. Um, First figuring out the I and I am is intent. Asset is like, what are we going to create? Are we going to create a video, a blog post, whatever? Uh, and then medium is like, where is this thing going to live? And what are the rules of that medium? And how do we kind of work in those? Um, and I'm really strong on search intent just because like, I think keywords and links and we get into all this like really industry talk and things that are just confusing. I did a survey over the last couple of days. I'll, I'll share this like strategy, I guess. I wanted to find out what my audience needed help with. So I emailed everybody. This is a terrible idea because I don't have a huge email list. It's like 2,500 people, but this is a really bad idea to ask to make an offer like this. I told everybody in my email list, I will make you a personalized video response if you reply to this email. When you get 150 emails back, <laughs> that's a lot of videos to make. Um, but I got video, I got replies. <laughs> I just simply asked them, what's frustrating you the most about SEO? And they told me. And everybody who replied, I replied back to them with, do you feel like that's something that's held you back from learning and using SEO? And people replied. And everybody, you can see it's getting like smaller amount of people, right? The people who replied to that, I said, if you had to quantify what that's cost you, like if you had an answer to your question a year ago, how much further ahead would you be? They replied to that. Now I'm sending a video out to everybody that replied regardless of whether they answered all the follow-up questions. But I got this amazing insight of people who are looking for help with SEO 
what they actually want help with, what their actual roadblocks are, and what it's cost them to not pursue it sooner, right? No matter what your audience is, like asking those questions in that order, you can find out some, like it's great copy for like sales pages and stuff and be real tactical, but you also just understand the people better. And we talked about service, right? Like I can serve them so much better now because I know what they want and I know what, and because of my expertise, I know what they need, right? And I think that goes into like content too. And that's why I'm so strong on intent all the time. Just because if you like, what are you even doing? Like if you're making this in service to other people or, or, or even if you're doing it selfishly, right? Cause you want to market your thing. You should, you should know what the people are looking for that would stumble upon it, right? Make it more discoverable. Yeah. So this is what, when you hit me up, I knew that this was a topic that I wanted to talk about. Um, and I'll tell you why. For the last 10 years, I've been much more technical with it. Like follow best practice. Let me get my content formatted perfectly. Let me spend a shitload of money. I mean, I don't even know, like legitimately. And and this isn't humble bragging, like probably in the last six years, like $600,000 on uh, service work in investing in like backlink type stuff. And I don't regret it at all because no matter what people say, backlinks really, really do work. However, Oh yeah. My friend, the only people that say they don't work is Google because they don't want you to game. Because the they system, don't want you to hunt for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they know. They know they work. Otherwise, they wouldn't talk about them. For sure. But so, okay. With all that, my friend, um, great friend of mine, he actually worked for Stasi for a long time and I still consider him family. He started this website called jetskiexperts.com. Mm. The domain, 22 blog articles, and that's it. And they just thought, if I'm a person that's into jet skis, like what the hell am I actually looking for if I search this term, right? And every single article that they wrote, they just spent a lot of time thinking about it. Like if I search for this particular product or if I search this like how-to article about jet skis, I mean, random stuff, like how, how do I pull my jet ski into a slip properly? You know, things like that. Um, it's been seven months with this thing. There's no backlinks to it. And brother, like, dude, they're doing, I think last time I checked, it's $1,200 a month. And it's just the two of them. And they just got 22 articles. And every single month I check it out, it's getting more and more traffic. And they're making more and more money. And there's no, there's all the logic and, ex, and SEO expert, you know, quote advice that I've heard over the last couple of years goes right out the window. Because the only thing that they focused on is intent. It's just like, if I search this, what am I actually looking for? And they just spent time answering those questions. And it's an affiliate site. You can check it out, jetskiexperts.com. But it just encourages me more and more that like anybody can spend time and can figure out ways to, to do this because they're, they're killing it. And it's just all, all the shit that I like thought I knew for sure about SEO has kind of gone out the window after watching these guys do this with their site. Yeah. I think there's always, there's always, and it's not, I'm not saying that that's an exception to the rule. I think that's wonderful. Right. Uh, I think that there's still a lot of cases like that. There's still a lot of cases that aren't like that, that are in, they're super competitive. You know, you're not going to like, I'm an attorney and my site's going to rank because I'm just going to write some really great articles. Like that's probably not going to happen. But yeah, (laughs) I'm going to write a really good article about, yeah. Hiring a personal injury attorney. 
not going to happen. But I, I think that on that, on the other side of that is I'm also hopeful about that too. And what's cool is with every new platform. So I'll give you an example. Like people will say things to me like, all right, you're good at SEO. So I should be able to Google SEO terms and you should come up. I don't play there. I have no desire to compete with Neil Patel who can buy a, a tool like Uber suggest. Yeah. Uber suggest had 10,000 backlinks pointing to it. Yeah. He folds it into a site. He gets 10,000 links. Like I can't write enough guest posts in a lifetime to get that many. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's other ways that you can finance building a really great platform of a website. But I decided like I index really well in front of people. I think I'm okay at podcasts. If you're still listening to this one or watching it, like, I guess I'm, I'm good at it. Um, but I think I also do okay on video. And I was like, I can compete on YouTube for SEO stuff. I can compete in podcasts. Like, have you watched YouTube videos about SEO? Except for Miles Beckler, like most of them are watching paint and Ahrefs is pretty good too, Sam. Yeah, over good, yeah. Yeah. But the rest of them are like watching a wet blanket. Like it's yeah, awful. Terrible. Huh? I said they're terrible. They're awful. And I was like, what if there was somebody who treated it like a vlog? What if when I interviewed an SEO expert on my channel, I opened it with like a vlog of like where they lived and something sit like my buddy Ryan Stewart lives in Miami. So I opened it with this like montage of Miami and it was so silly and very like bad Casey Neistat ripoff. But I had so much fun with it that when I look at the analytics, people didn't drop off. They were like, what? I clicked for the SEO, but what is this? Like, this is not like other things. And it doesn't really match the intent, but I just wanted to have fun with it. And I made it for me too, right? Like it was the thing I wanted to make and see in the world. So I think it stood out and those videos do super well. Um, and again, like we're bringing, like connecting a lot of dots here. Like this is part of all of that difference. It's the teaching and it's this other thing and this other thing. And all of that becomes like, it's, you can see the fingerprints on a specific YouTube video of all of these other things. Um, so yeah, I think that there's, there's no loss in any of this stuff. And I would also encourage you, like you said, Tim, like, don't feel like you have to do best practices. Don't do what a, a, a quote SEO plugin tells you to do. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Like you, I do believe I have never seen somebody write to use like a, a Seth Godin way of thinking about it. I've never seen somebody take a lot of time and care, write a hundred articles about a topic and not succeed. Like I've never seen that. For sure. It's a really, really great, um, like we're talking about best practice, right? That's a really great best practice. Like find something that you're passionate about it and write a hundred articles on it and make them just the best freaking articles that you could possibly write. Just make it the best thing you can do and do it a hundred times. And like three years later, like that's why I just get frustrated sometimes about it because I know that people have that capacity in them. And I'm like, Oh no, like you just had to keep doing what you're doing for like another two years and you're going to be just fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, look, I, I want to make sure I finish off a little bit more on, on your personal brand because uh, I'm a fan and I, I really mean that. Like I, I appreciate good Thanks, writing man. and I appreciate people that are like, just, I guess the theme of, of this is just putting their, their gifts into the world, right? Just like adding value to the world in whatever capacity they can. So I want, 
I want to like kind of selfishly know like where, where you're trying to go with it. Are you just going to continue to create little courses and, and um, contests or, or the other kind of stuff that you're doing or do you have bigger dreams for it? Yeah. So big dreams are, I love challenges. Uh, I've found that the best way to help people is to create a challenge. Courses are fine. Challenges with like, here's just the next step you take every day. I totally agree. Yep. So I found challenges. There's nobody, I I'm stealing the idea. I love like, I would encourage people if you're ever trying to get an idea for your thing, look in another industry, right? I'm stealing this from the fitness industry. I, I bought like three fitness challenges off of people I followed on Instagram. And I was like, why aren't I doing this for SEO? Like these fitness challenges changed my life in like very unique ways. All three of them. I paid a hundred bucks for, you know, the first two. And I think the other one was like $50 and it was so cool and interesting. And I was just like, why don't, why don't I do this for, why doesn't anybody else do this? Like you actually get results, right? You're held accountable. All you have to do is do, just put one foot in front of the other, just do the next thing each day, something small. And then like all of a sudden you have this cool thing at the end. So I still love challenges. Uh, Those will always be a part of SEO for the rest of us. Um, Two things, like I'm really passionate about building a community. Uh, SEO for the rest of us here literally next week. Uh, Just for people on my email list, I'm not blowing it up. I'm not doing a big launch. There's no JV affiliate, anything. Um, Just gonna send out a bunch of emails to my list and just let them know like, hey, SEO for the rest of us is a monthly recurring membership now. Uh, I've launched it a couple times just for like a, like for founding members pretty much. And it was just a one-time payment, but now it's a monthly membership and I want to, I want that to grow. I want that to thrive. Love that. Um, I've, I've seen, there's only one other membership like that, that I pay for every single month called traffic think tank. And I love those guys. I don't think this competes with them. They're very much for people at my level that are professionals, but there's nobody serving beginners, right? There's a lot of free content out there, but by the nature of it, Tim, like the, you can't learn SEO by Googling. Yeah, you need to exercise it, like you said. <laughs> yeah, and just by the nature of what SEO is, that's mostly garbage. Yeah. It's just people manipulating the system trying to sell you a $1,000 SEO course. Mm-hmm. Or you can join my membership for 30 or 40 bucks a month, and we're going to walk you through all of that, right? You have access to challenges, all these other things. So I'm passionate about building that community. Uh, I'm also passionate about, like, building communities in other areas of my life. I've just have like really started to understand the power of like doing things together and people will leave the community. They'll be like, I'm good. I did, I did the SEO thing or this isn't a fit for me anymore. And you're like, awesome, good, best wishes. And then they come back and they're like, Hey, I, I want to do this again. And you're like, great, come on in. We've been here the whole time. You know, I love that sort of thing. And I want to be able to help and support these people over a long period of time versus just like, did you buy my thousand, you know, my $997 course? And then we never talk. Like I, I just don't have any interest in that right now. So that's a big part of it. Uh, I'm also building products and things around other stuff that's interesting to me. Um, I'm starting probably here in the, in the next week or two uh, to build a product and community around Drift. Uh, there's nothing around it right now. Like I use, huh? Like Drift Racing? <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, drift being like conversational marketing, the thing that you see in like the bottom right corner of websites oh, for that sure. most people, Im- most people implement horribly where it's like, Hey, got a question. And then you like, no, I don't stop beeping at me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Um, there's a good way to implement it. 
most of my clients at work that are software companies use it. I like it. Um, and I was like, I want to train my team up on this. And there's like, there's no course for it. There's a certification from Drift and they're wonderful. I love them, love their product and everything, but it's all theory. And I was like, well, what, what is out there tactically? And everybody's like, there's nothing. And I'm like, I'm going to make that. That's I have all cool. the skills to make this. And I think it's going to be huge. So I'm going to make it in like a week, like a crazy yeah. person. That's very cool. That kind of reminds me of like the Evernote Essentials type thing. Where it's like, here's yep. this, here's I've been this. doing research on Evernote Essentials and learn Scrivener fast and like everybody cool. who's built like a business on top of a product. Yep. Yeah. There's another guy. Um, I don't know if you know Nat Eliasson. I don't know him that well. Yeah. With, uh, with Rome. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of same concept. Like there's this really, really great piece of software that's a little complicated that if done correctly could work really well, but nobody knows how to fucking use it. I think right message needs something like that too, because I've tried to use right message like 50 times and I still have no idea how to do it. And like, I just paging, don't want paging to. Brennan Dunn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I just don't want to do it. Like, sorry, brother. I don't, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I think that's great, man. I really, really think that's great. And, and what you talk about with community for sure, that's, and, you know, take this for what it's worth, but obviously with your teaching experience and just your personality and your conversationalism, if, if that's the word, uh, I think that's like a really perfect fit for you. And plus you can make a ton of money doing it and it's monthly recurring revenue. And when people really get involved, like they love it, you know, and it's, it's great. Like, so why wouldn't, I think that's a perfect fit for you is all I'm saying. Like, why wouldn't you do that? You need, you need to do that because you're going to succeed for sure. Yeah. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm ever like evergreen webinar guy. Maybe I would be, I don't know, at a point in my business if that's how you scale it. But mm -hmm. right now it just feels good to be in it with people. I don't want to be the, the, the owner in the owner's box looking down. I don't want to be the coach on the sideline holding the clipboard. I want to be the captain on the field. Mm. in it with the people like that's i've tried tim i've tried i've thought this was my calling from god to like be a bigger leader and i've tried to be the coach and i've tried to be the owner and it does not work and it hasn't worked and maybe that's still part of the journey and i'm still getting there but i've found that i do the best when i'm literally just in the mix with everybody yeah i i man for sure um and you know, we're, we're, my copy blogger is launching next month and we were just talking about like a community leader. And so I think we probably need to have a conversation around that because you would, again, be like the perfect fit for that. And speaking of my copy blogger, uh, we're going to get you set up for a, uh, I know that I keep talking shit about this, but we're going to get you, <laughs> we're going to get you your author profile. I swear to God. <laughs> Yeah, um, we'll do it. We'll get it. To, I don't I don't look, man. I'm just happy to be your friend. I'm happy to hang out and talk. Yeah, me too. Uh, I hope that some stuff we talked about today is like really helpful for people because that's how podcasts work, right? You hear a thing, then you go home, you tell your significant other about it. And then it maybe just sits in your brain for a while. And then something happens and you're like, I did hear that on a podcast. That's great. And you like make it, you totally change course in your life in a positive way. So I hope there's some of that in here for people too. I think there is. 100% there will be. I've been around the recovery scene long enough to know that like everybody's got something um and everybody just relates to that feeling where 
you know that there's something bigger inside of you, right? And you can't quite put your finger on it, but every, every single person in the world has like magic within them. Well, maybe I'm too cynical to say everybody, but like most people in the world have some kind of magic in them. And, and most of the time, it's just a matter of like getting out of your own way for real. And so, uh, and so when like people share their message, like, like you did, and they just share some of the things that they struggle with, like, you'll be amazed about how many people are going to reach out to me and be like, man, I really thought that was so cool what you guys talked about. And like, thank you so much. So, so from me to you, Brendan, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for being on my show. All right. So we got, you got so many domains. We got a hundred days of SEO. <laughs> yeah, dot- <laughs> it's a problem. It's an SEO thing, right? You just keep making new websites. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, okay. A hundred days of SEO.com. Yep. I think you got brendanhufford.com, right? Yeah, brendanhufford.com is like the thing. I mean, look, you can find it all. The way I, the, the thing I tell people so they'll just do something. Google Brendan Hufford. It's not because I'm good at SEO. I just have a unique name. Google Brendan Hufford. And you'll find all the things. You'll find my YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, brendanhufford.com. You'll find 100 Days of SEO. You'll find the SEO for the rest of us newsletter. Beautiful. It's all there. I love it, man. Brendan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you again for saving my ass. This is like just one of the realest conversations I've had on my podcast. So I really appreciate you, man. Such a blessing, man. Thanks, Tim. All right, bro. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.